All right, does everybody have a handout? We do. I do. I do. I got a few there left. I only I didn't print a whole bunch. We had a pretty good turnout this morning. I didn't know how many would be here with time change. Yeah, I think there's plenty. I still see a, a stack there. All right, so what we've been doing, just to kind of recap, our church supports um, or works with 30-some-odd missionaries from all over the world. Uh, the, the list of the missionaries is in your handout on the second page. Um, it's also on our church's giving page. If you want to donate to any one of the missionaries that we talk about, there's a little drop-down with their name. And really the intent of, of what I've been doing over these last few weeks or months is to kind of introduce everyone to all the different missionaries that we support. Because, you know, a lot of times... Um, and I'm guilty of this. I'm, I'm very guilty of this. I'm convicted of this. A missionary will come to our church on like a Sunday night or a Wednesday night to speak, and I don't really know who they are. I've never heard of them, and I don't really make a plan. I don't come. Well, now I feel bad. I regret it because now that I've got to know these people, they're great people that we work with. So I'm going to have a personal, I don't know, commitment to myself that I'm going to come and hear these people when they do make it around um, because you know and, and so I'm trying to inter- introduce them to you as I, I've been introduced to them so that's kind of where, where that's at so looking at your handout we always start out with a review of last week and last week Pat brought us a message about missions and the importance of missions and, and kind of where we're at uh, in, in our day today. So from Pat's lesson last Sunday, what does the word missionary mean? And I've got candy bars, even though we have donuts. It means sent ones. It's it's from the Latin missio. Rich, uh, what, is that what you were going to say? The word in a foreign country. Well, a missionary is someone, like, like Angie said, it's from the Latin word missio. Which means sent ones. That's kind of what Pat brought out. He also brought out the Greek word, an apostle. It's someone that has a message that is sent out to deliver that message. So we always think missionaries are the guys in India and you know Africa, whatever. We are missionaries. You are missionaries. I'm a missionary. I have a message, and I'm being sent out tomorrow morning to AMC theaters. You know, you're being sent to. Waste. I don't remember the name of the company, but we're all being sent. Yeah. Voluntarily or not. <laughs> I'd rather not go to there, but <laughs> uh, Jimmy's got to eat, so Jimmy's got to work. <laughs> so, uh, so we're all missionaries because we all have a message and we're all sent. We have a network, like Steve mentioned when he's praying, we have a network of friends and families that we're all sent to. So that's why we can learn a lot from. We're all missionaries. All right, so the next one. What is the 1040 window? Pat brought this up last week. Um, and I actually have. There's the 1040 window. Does anyone remember what that means? 10 degrees above the equator and 40 degrees above the equator. All right, Kevin, you the man. Candy bar. It's like Lambert's. <laughs> The 1040 window, you know, the equator on the Earth is about right here. Kind of comes across. 
So the 10 degrees north to 40 degrees north, this area here is what us, the Christian folks call the 1040 window. Does anyone remember? Okay, why do we why do we single this window out? Does anyone remember? Predominantly Muslim. What, Muslims. Unreached people group. Right? Yeah, Angie got it. Nailed it. It's the largest unpeople group on the world. And this window here is like ninety percent of the poor folks of the world. Uh, let me, actually, I don't want to just throw out. Yeah, ninety percent have never heard the gospel. Ninety percent of the millions possibly billions, I don't know, of people living there have never heard the gospel. Oh, Clara, all right. The thing I read said that it's one-third of the Earth's land mass, but it's two-thirds of the world's people. Yeah, yeah, two-thirds. Exactly. Two-thirds of the world's population live here, and they're unreached. So that is why that is like bullseye for our missions work. And I haven't done this recently, but if you plot out all the 30 or so missionaries we work with, most of them do plot within this window. All right. So that's the 1040 window. That's that's our uh, target that we're, we're going for after. The next question that Pat brought up. What are the four world religions or beliefs that dominate in that window? Kevin? Buddhism, you got... In order. In order. Hindu. No, that's all right. No, you're right. Buddhism is one. Hindu. Muslim. That's... Man, rich. Man, you're on fire. On point, boy. Yeah, the non-believing. That's most of China. Um, Which comes out to this. So here's the 1040 window. Do we split a candy bar for that? <laughs> yeah, I'll have to give you one. Now, it, Islam is number one. So in the blanks, Islam Islam is number one. The Hindus are number two. The Buddhists are number three. And then the non-religious, the atheists, are number four. And I don't know if you guys want a copy, but over the last month or so, I, I had done fact sheets on Islam, Hindu, and Buddha. And these are the three fact sheets together that talk about the specifics of, of all of that. So if anyone wants one of them, I've got a stack. Yeah. They were in our packet, weren't they? They were in the handout in case someone wasn't here for a week. This is all three of those big religions. And it's, it's interesting to read through because then you know what our missionaries are up against. You know, like I've mentioned, one of my favorites is um, a guy that's in Iraq that runs a, a, a website that targets the, the Islam. I don't want to say too much about him. But anyway, it's, it's good to know about those world religions. That's what our missionaries are up against. All right, Pat brought out the next blank. How many people die every day in this window that have not heard the gospel? Nope, it's close. And then Steve broke it down to that equates to how many people every hour. So in the hour we're in this class, there are 3,000 people. The first blank is 70,000. Oh, Pat told us that 70,000 people die every day in this window. <laughs> and then Steve busted it down more 
3,000 will die in the hour that we're setting in here that are unreached. So that's, that's pretty humbling. So 70,000 people die every day, 3,000 die every hour. All right, toward the end of the handout there, page one. Where is the journey class going on Sunday, March 22nd? We're going to New Life. New Life in Clinton, Missouri. Yes, New Life Church, which was started by our church. Does anyone remember who the pastor and then the people we sent? Of McGuire's. The McGuire's, Brad and Annie McGuire, were sent out of this church a couple years ago to start New Life in Clinton. All right, next blank. Why is the journey class going on March 22nd to New Life? What we're doing. Show support. Show support. We're gonna we're gonna help them with their kids, so the the congregation can all be in the service at the same time. So yeah, we're showing our support awesome. of New Life. Just because we sent them out two years ago, we haven't forgot them. Where are we having lunch right after New Life? Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> yes, muy bueno. Mad that Richard. Very good. Nine to nine, or it's around ten to fifteen bucks a plate. So bring some cash. Wait, what you call it? It's it's uh, El Puerto or something like that. Yeah, Zach man. Nah, Jimmy ain't buying. Jimmy's buying his own. <laughs> so everybody bring ten to fifteen bucks so you can partake. You know, we don't want to see someone sitting there with a glass of water. Uh, anyway, and if you need help, let me know. Heck, I'd be glad to buy somebody lunch. Especially for helping us out down there. All right, the last one, aren't that going? Hopefully everybody is. I just had to put that on there. All right, so the next page on the handout, again, is our list of the missionaries that we've been talking about. We've almost covered all of them after today. You know, we went through the supported missionaries first. Um, and then we started in on the approved missionaries a few weeks ago. So hopefully those are looking familiar now that we've been through them. I think at the Vision Conference, Steve mentioned, I know Jeff Barker is speaking and, and uh, James Fife is speaking. Um, all right, so anyway. So let's get into today's list. We're going to start with the new set. So... Before we get into our first guy, I just wanted to review for a second the relationship with someone we talked about a few weeks ago. David Pierce was also one of us. He was from HBF. He went to Nepal and uh, had a burden for the Bhutanese refugees. I don't. Let me tie this together. Back in the early '90s, uh, Bhutan and started kicking refugees out that that weren't native Bhutans, and and there was a lot of Nepalese people that were living in Bhutan. You know, there's India's kind of thing here. So there's a lot of refugee camps in Nepal, and David Pierce and Brian Hedges and and some of the other people went over and visited. They got a burden for the, the Bhutanese. And Nepali people. Um, there's some facts about Bhutan and Nepal. I'm going to blow through that. So, the United States took about 100,000 refugees from Nepal. 
they were Bhutanese and Nepali people. This isn't in their handout. Um, a lot of those people ended up in Kansas City. So a lot of the people that David Pierce had a burden for in Nepal are now in Kansas City, Kansas. So it just made sense that he started a church, Shiloh uh, Baptist, I think's the name of it, up in Nepal, in uh, Kansas City, Kansas. The reason I'm bringing all that up is because our next missionary on the next page in your handout is Rob and Grace Robido. They are in Nepal. They're in Kathmandu, right there in the capital of Nepal. Um, you may remember Pastor Rajan is one of our supportive missionaries. He was here a few months ago. He's also in Nepal. So these two guys are in Nepal ministering to the Nepalese people, same people that Dave Pierce is ministering to. So we got these guys covered. So let's look at Rob Robido. Rob Robido. I've never met Rob. I don't, have you guys met Rob? Yeah. I can't wait to meet Rob. If if there is in this list of missionaries, if anyone is an Indiana Jones, it is this guy. This guy's unbelievable, and I can't wait to meet him. Um, he lives in Nepal with his family. He grew up, you know, in the United States, of course. And he's sent from that on your handout. I've got the church he's sent out from. It's, it's outside of Chicago. Uh, went to college. While he was in college, he learned how to fly a plane, so he's a pilot. Him and his wife ended up going to Nepal back in 2011, and Grace is his wife, and they've got two boys. Uh, they've been living there ever since. He's starting churches. Um, he's an evangelist. He runs a radio program in Nepal. Um, does a whole bunch of cool things in Nepal. He, I put the website down there at the bottom, the Rob Robido thing there, www.nepalforchrist.com. Rob is all over social media and the web. He, he, puts, he has a great website. You can sign up for his newsletter, the testimony of him and his wife, just all kinds of neat stuff. Um, on the prayer requests on the bottom... I put some of the things that I found on his website that he's asking prayer for. Um, he's got a, a lot of irons in the fire. But one of the things that kind of burdened me was his headaches. For the last year, in his newsletters and updates, he's, he's been having trouble with headaches. So he's asking people to pray about that. Um, and I also pulled this off his website, Rob Robodeau. This is why he's the Indiana Jones. He's flying planes, he's skiing, he's mountain biking. Uh, he's wrote a bunch of books. One of his books, actually, I bought. I haven't got it yet. Uh, I don't know what the holdup is, but it's it's a book about uh, if anyone's into concealed carry weapons and things. It's like what the Bible says about concealed carry stuff. But I can't wait. Can't wait to read it. He's never owned a TV. He's too busy to watch TV. I'm thinking. Uh, huh. Broke a lot of bones. He carries his family around on his motorcycle. Uh, oh, I like this. Do you guys listen to podcasts? I love podcasts. Yeah, they're really cool. He listens to them at 2.3 speed. It's like, wow. you know, I could do 1.5 on a good day. So he's, he's flying through it. Reads lots of books. He just sounds like a really cool dude. So I can't wait to meet him. And his wife. I pulled this off the website, too. Grace, his wife. Uh, she's into a lot of stuff, painting, piano, she's a musician. She plays the piano at the church that they've got going in Kathmandu. Homeschools their kids. 
and I like Rob probably put that. She looks classy on the motorcycle. <laughs> that was cool. Cause yeah, there's she's on the back there looking good. <laughs> yeah, and I pulled this off as what's his site too. The this little info about Nepal. It's actually this is more interesting than the other things I read, but. Uh, a lot of sex slavery and stuff going on at the, the temples. Uh, mostly Hindu stuff here. Human sacrifice. Uh, human sacrifice. I was surprised. Annually. Yeah, annually. A lot of abortion going on, broken families, uh, uh, preaching. You know that, uh, that you're talking about the human sacrifice. Uh, they used to offer um, baby sacrifices to a god named Malrog, uh, Malrog or something like that. Yeah, Molech in the Old Molech. Testament. That's it. Yeah, with and, the iron uh, hands. So he, he looked like a Buddhist uh, kind of like a Buddhist statue or whatever with his arms up like that. Yeah. They put a fire in his belly. Yeah, I've seen those. Very very few Christians in Nepal. So this is where he's ministering. So, you know, think of our jobs and the people we need to deal with is nothing like this. So he's got his work cut out for him. So that's pretty pretty cool. Alright, so that's Rob. That was Rob and Amy. Out of Katmandu. Next, most of us have probably seen Joe. He spent some time here. I don't know if it was the Bible conference. It may have been the Vision Conference last year. He's been here within a year. He spent a week with us, so maybe it was the Vision Conference last year. He's down in Oaxaca, Mexico, and he also has a lot of irons in the fire. He's he's all of these things. He's a pastor, a planner, evangelist. They run a clinic, um, which is a lot of the ways they get people in, and a Bible institute and distributing Bibles, which are a lot of the Bibles that we make here, end up down here to help Joe. So... We have more of a hand in his ministry than, than you may realize. Because if you've helped make Bibles here, they've, they've ended up down there. So where in the world is Owaka? Um, it's way down here. Kind of the very southern tip. You know, Leo and Amita are from the Honduras here. And there's Owaka. It's down south. Some facts about Owaka. It's the poorest state in Mexico. Takes about seven hours to get there from here. HBF and New Life, the Clinton people, were going to help. Actually, sent a team to help Joe build a building. I think it was last fall. I know Tyler and Brad McGuire and I think Newlands. Born Treasures. Born Treasures. Yeah, quite a few people went to help Joe and Amy build some buildings. I've seen pictures on Facebook where they're doing like clay bricks, and it was it was hard work, I'm sure. Uh, it's an outdoor kitchen. Is, is that what? Maybe that's what it was. It's part of it. Yeah, it, it looked pretty cool. So we helped Joe, and we'll probably go down again to help Joe in the next few years. I'm going to try to go next time that we go. Um, it's fertile down there. Their claim to fame is radish carving. They've got some kind of Christmas celebration of the radish where they have parades and homage to the radish. It's really kind of funny. Uh, mostly Catholic. You know, most of our South America, Latin America, or Central America is Catholic because of the Christopher Columbus and Spain and all that. Uh, so that's what Joe's dealing with. Some fast facts about this place I did find interesting. Uh, the popular food in Oaxaca. So if you go to Oaxaca, this is what you'll probably be eating. 
And you got a, anyone want to take a stab at which one of these is? I think it's that first one. You think it's the first one? Steve-O thinks first. <laughs> crickets. Well, they brought some crickets, but it was, uh, wasn't crickets. chocolate. It was like lime or something. Oh, really? They're in the office still. Crickets. Oh, like, no one's ate like them. <laughs> Brenda ate them. I bet it would be good. Wow. Grasshoppers. They roast these things. Yeah. There's Amy. This is Amy. She's getting ready to serve up a big plate of them. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure what she's serving, but anyway, so roast the grasshoppers. Yeah, supposed to be good in protein. So that was that was Joe and Amy in Oaxaca, Mexico. Uh, I'm looking at on on your handout there under Joe. Let me back up since we're talking about Joe. He also runs the. A good website, Pray for Awaka. Uh, it's kind of in the middle of the page on your handout under Joe. He also runs a Facebook page, Pray for Awaka. He's pretty tech savvy. A lot of these guys that we're getting into of the approved are pretty tech savvy. He runs a pretty snappy website. Tons of pictures. Uh, good testimony, him and Amy. Like a couple paragraphs on each of them. They talk about their clinic. So... You know, on a rainy day, I always encourage you guys to look look up some of these people and read their their stuff. It's really good, very informative. He helped us get Bibles to Jamaica too, didn't he, or something? Yeah, somehow they did. There was some kind of shipment that was lost. I'm not hearing about that. All right, so the the next set of missionaries. I kind of grouped these next three together because they all deal with the Soviet. The, the, the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union. Um, I don't know what you know about World War II or remember from school or whatever, but World War II was uh, epic in that it really, there were a lot of countries redrawn and created after World War II because of the power vacuum. Because after World War II, England, United States, and Russia basically divided up a lot of the world and recarved boundaries. Israel was made after World War II. Oh, yeah. uh, India, Pakistan, uh, a lot of those countries were formed after World War II. The borders were redrawn. Well, the Soviet Union, Russia, is no different. After Germany was defeated, uh, you know, Russia kind of laid claim to all these little countries in Europe. That became known as the uh, the Soviet bloc, huh. Soviet countries. Um, religion, and this is, it started actually in the 1900s with the Bolshevik Revolution, but after World War II, eighth, yeah, Richard? Is that when they had all the concentrated camps and all that? Yeah, World War II, Germany, yeah. yeah. The Germans come in, Sherry, my wife's German, I tease her all the time about her world domination and all, but yeah, yeah Germany's always had this world domination thing going. They started World War One, and they also started World War Two, okay. but they did the concentration camps. The camps were all through Czechoslovakia and Poland and yeah. Austria. Um, the Russians were big in defeating the Germans. They're actually the Russians are actually the ones that took Berlin. We we stood by and let them take Berlin. So after World War II, the Russians controlled all this yellow stuff. The Russians outlawed religion. Uh, Russia was primarily um, Russian Orthodox, which is a branch of the Catholic folks, Greek Orthodox. 
all that was outlawed so the official religion is atheism they don't believe in God so that went on for a long time until the 80s early 80s when Reagan and you know break tear down the wall and all that kind of stuff when the Soviet Union was broken up all right the reason I'm saying all this is because a couple of these countries Hungary actually all these countries Hungary Romania Yugoslavia now you've got a couple generations of people that have grown up in atheist countries that are hungry to hear the gospel. So we've got missionaries over there to, to help those people out. The first one that we've got is uh, Joseph and Darcy Flory. These are some missionaries we work with. They were actually here last summer and I wanted to go hear him. It was on a Wednesday, but for whatever reason I didn't, and now I regret it because I'm, I'm interested in some of the Russian stuff. All right, these guys, they're from Texas. He actually looks like a Russian, I, I always thought. He kind of has the deep set eyes, the thin lips, you know. Uh, but he's not. He grew up in Texas. Uh, he was sent out of a church down there. Uh, him and his wife, kind of like me and my wife, they were, they were high school sweethearts, and now they're on the mission field together. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And they've started this White as Snow outreach because they're in Siberia, Russia. Yeah, and their their purpose over there is they're in, they're in northern Russia. Siberia is actually it's on this next page. Man, this is way up toward the top of the earth. I mean, this is the Arctic Circle up here. Siberia is the it's about the size of Canada. It's huge. It's always frozen, pretty much. Uh, he's over there doing the White of Snow Ministries, starting and planting Baptist churches. Wow. He's doing kind of the same thing Doug Pearson has done, going into universities, teaching English, helping kids with English, sharing the gospel. Uh, and he says they're pretty open to it because these kids have grown up in an atheist culture. So that's kind of it there. Um, he also has a good website. I put that on your handout. Flores to Russia. It's loaded with all kinds of cool pictures and has both their testimonies. You can sign up for his newsletter. Uh, he's also big. A lot of these missionaries are always big into starting a church and then they want a national Russian or Indian or whoever to run it. Not, not him. So then he moves on and starts another one. And that's what Joe is doing. A few facts about Russia. I pulled these from his site. Uh, yeah, he says they're very receptive to the gospel. 90, 90 below in the winter time. Uh, yeah, I don't know none of that. Uh, most of the Russian oil and gas comes from Siberia, and then they got the famous Trans-Siberian Railway. You know the, the orchestra. Yeah, I don't know where they're from. Probably not there, but and he's got some pictures of him and some of his students. He's teaching them English, sharing the gospel. Um, there's Joe in the front there running. Uh, not really. That's not him. But now this is the uh, climate he's working in. This is the Russian Orthodox Church. It's kind of made a resurgence since uh, they've lifted the atheist part of, of, of the position, which is mostly kind of a Catholic. You can think of that as just Catholic. Um, and then Christians are just very small. And so he's, he's in a very, not, not a lot of Christians there for him to fellowship with. So, 
mostly just agnostic people. All right, so related to that would be Doug and Camelia Howie on the next page. He's also in a Soviet bloc country of Romania. Uh, Doug and Camelia, Cami, I think people call her. He's been here several times too. Uh, I think it was was the last June Church in the Park. I think he spoke at one of them. I know he was here over Christmas last year because he did a message about the Magi out of Persia, and I, I love that. It was good. He kind of does. He grew up in South down Mississippi, Southern United States. Uh, I, I believe he went to the temple. He seems to be one of the temple, Kansas City Baptist temple folks. Knows a lot of the same people, done a lot of the same things. I put his testimony on your page there. They've been in Romania, which is outside of Transylvania, nearby, for about 15 years, from what I can tell. Well, they were there, and then they came back to Grace Church. For yeah. And they went back over. Yeah, that's what I found. They were there in 98. They came back in 2010, or left, re-left in 2011. Um, Doug, if you're looking for a highlight, I was going to bring in. He's got a church. It's in your handout. He started a church. It's called Spring of Life. It's got the church's website. I've got a kind of three quarters down on your handout uh, and that's a good page i mean he he's also very he's all over social media uh he runs the church's website he's got the howies go site all kinds of information about their ministry facebook page he, he runs a cool group the howies go it's just down there toward the bottom private facebook group he's got all kinds of pictures and updates uh, i've seen steve's a member of it I joined it a few weeks ago. Yeah, you're, you're a member. Okay. Well, at least you, you commented on some things. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of these, these people, I don't know why they're private. I don't know. Maybe they just don't want too many people knowing what they're doing. But if, if you join their private Facebook group, like Doug's here, you can get all kinds of info about the church, what's going on, what they're doing, what they need help with. They, their daughter actually had a wreck a few weeks ago that they posted up there, so they're looking for prayer for that. And I, I put that in the prayer request at the bottom. Um, they're trying to raise money for a building in Romania. Um, got a lot of stuff. Oh, there's, there's where it's at, Romania. Um, it's one of the Soviet bloc countries. You know, there's Russia. Romania's here. It's a pretty big place. Uh, some facts about Romania, where Doug's at. The, to me, and interesting is Romania is from the Roman. They were part of the Roman Empire. What? You throwing something? What is that? Huh? Jolly Rancher? Oh, I'm good. Can't, can't eat on it now. Uh, actually, let me flip back. You may remember, the Roman Empire stretched all through here. And uh, that's why Romania got his name from it was a former Roman Empire. Um, I'll kind of move on. We'll talk about Hungary. Yeah, uh, very, very, very pretty place. Uh, I found it interesting. There's a lot of movies filmed in Romania. Um, a few I remember were uh, Cold Mountain. That I don't even remember who's in it. Nicole Kidman. A lot of westerns are filmed in Romania because it's very pretty. Uh, the Hatfields and McCoys with uh, Costner was filmed in Romania. 
So they have a. Yeah, that was it was good. And then of course Count Dracula, which I like. Count Chocula, he's it's more my speed. But they're mostly Eastern Orthodox. You know, again, this is kind of the when you see the Eastern Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, those are all kind of offshoots of the Catholic faith. So that's kind of where Doug's ministering. It's a mostly Catholics. Lush forests. All right. This is going to go back almost a year when I was teaching through the Bible. Romania, tradition has it. Remember when I did the map and I showed where all the 12 disciples went after Jesus died? Um, one of the disciples went up into Romania. I think I Of these guys. And it's kind of a trick question because if you really... If you're really a student of the Bible, you'll know which one this is, even if you don't. All right, Mark. Mark wasn't a disciple, so he's out. He was John Mark. He was a teenager when Jesus was. Paul. Paul was not a disciple. Well, he wasn't a disciple. He wasn't even saved when Jesus, uh, he didn't know the Lord. He was an apostle. He came later. Andrew, Peter's brother, Andrew was one of the first to be called by Jesus. So he was an apostle, or a disciple. He was one of the twelve disciples. Luke, he wrote the book of Luke. No. He was not a disciple. Andrew. 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 So Andrew... He did a candy bar. <laughs> yeah. Because, and this, this is cool to, to kind of tie things together, but you know, this was the Roman Empire during the time of Jesus. It went all through up here, and it actually ended... England. When the gospel first went to Europe, it went over to uh, like Philippi, Thessalonica, all these little churches that are right here. Corinth is down here, the book of Corinthians. They're all right here. Well, after after Jesus dies and the, and the, the disciples go on and start evangelizing, Andrew kind of swung up here through Romania and Hungary and uh, his tomb is up here, and I believe that he was killed up here in Romania. So, kind of interesting. So that's where uh, Doug's at. Next, that was that was Doug in Romania. Next, uh, this is the third of the Soviet bloc missionaries that we we help out with is Kale. Kale was here a few months ago. I don't know if you guys caught him. He was here on a Sunday morning. He's a great guy. Um, let me look at his. Uh, Kale is actually from the the. New, I put the sending church there, New Philadelphia, Jeff Bartell Church. Him and his wife are actually still in the United States. They've they've been raising money to go to Hungary. His family is actually Hungarian. Horvath is a Hungarian name. I mean, he's he's like an ancestor. He's from his family's from Hungary. So uh, he has a burden for those people. So they're currently raising money to go to Hungary and to live permanently. They've been there seven or eight times already on trips. Mm. Uh, they're hoping like next summer, which is the summer of 2020, that they can move and permanently be there. Um, yes, he went through, I'm just looking here, anything stands out. Now here's my favorite thing about Kale. Not the food. I'd hate to have that name. <laughs> Gosh, I hate Kale. Okay, Sherry's trying to get me to eat some yesterday. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no thanks. All right, here's the deal. Yeah, that's what she does to me. So stick it in my salad, and it's too dark green. 
Yeah, it's like, nah, not having it, not doing it. Or she'll put it in a smoothie with avocados and and I can root it out. It's like that argula. (laughs) The Living Faith Fellowship. Uh, We probably all heard of that. What it is, it's a, the Living Faith Fellowship is a loose collection or association of churches that are like-minded in their faith and practice um, and so we're all kind of buddies and there's about 10 or 15 of these churches and we call ourselves the the Living Faith Fellowship cool. and HBF is part of that Midtown's part of it Shiloh David Pierce's church um, Harvest and Blue Springs there's some churches in Michigan and the south and Atlanta so it's a you know it's nationwide uh, and, and we kind of share conferences and we share pastors. Mark Trotter is uh, from that. Yeah. Uh, when is uh, Mike Renault supposed to be going to Boston? Yeah, see, he's another one. He's going, uh, I don't know, I think it's within a year. Because I know they're raising funds. They're in the same boat Kale's in. They're raising funds to go to Boston. Hmm. So. All right, so the Living Faith Fellowship runs this podcast. It's out of New Philadelphia. That's where Kale's at. Kale is the tech guy. He's like their Ray Blowers. So he runs this podcast. Do you, do you listen to this by chance? I love this podcast. I've been hooked on it for a while. Hmm. Um, actually, I got a lot of my end time stuff from these guys when I taught Revelation. But anyway, Kale, Kale uh, helps run this podcast. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do when he goes to Hungary, but... It's Jeff Bartell, Troy Stogsdill, and, and Brett Bartlett are three of the pastors that are always on it. Uh, if you guys like, if you guys want to learn some deep Bible stuff, <laughs> this is the place to go. It's it's it will feed you from a water hose. I love this site. I just do it all the time. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so Romania, where's it at? If it's or Hungary, I mean, Hungary's here. You know, we just talked about Doug in Romania. Soviet Union's up here, so Kale's right next to Romania. It's relatively the same climate as here, huh? Yeah, pretty much, uh, probably. It's mountainous, I do know that. Um, On your handout, I listed Kale's site, horvathtohungry.com. That's also a great site. He's got all kinds of stuff on it. He's got updates about where they're at raising money. Um... There's his email there. I threw it on there. So he's in Hungary next to Romania. And here's some facts about Hungary where Kale's headed. This is named after the Huns. Yeah. And it's kind of cool because if you know your history, the Huns gave the Roman Empire a lot of grief. They actually even gave the Catholic popes a lot of grief. Uh, that's another, another thing. But uh, Hungary comes from Huns. Huns had moved in from kind of the Persia area and, and occupied that part of, you know, Attila the Hun and all that cool stuff had occupied that part of Europe. Uh, it's one of the older countries. It's got the second highest suicide rate in the world. I thought that was sad. I mean, in the world. Sudoku? Who? Sudoku? No, Sudoku. No, Hungary does. No, I'm saying that's what they, how they killed themselves. Oh, I don't know about that. I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't go any further than that. Highest unemployment, big taxes, uh, cowboy. You know, uh, they've been doing horses over there ever since the Huns. The Huns brought horses in from the Orient. 
goulash. We all love goulash, Hungarian goulash. Basic. Does anyone know what basic is? The computer. It's a computer language that I learned on back in the 80s, and it's brutal. It's uh, <laughs> That's kind of a strike against Hungary, but it, it was the forerunner of Windows, so it's got that. And, of course, the Rubik's Cube came from Hungary, so they must be pretty smart. Uh, it's, it's also, like most of the Soviet blocs, it's, it's got a lot of the Catholic influence. Um, Christians are more than in... Romania, but still not a whole bunch. So that's Hungary. That's where kale is headed. Um, I didn't put it on here, but there's also a lot of movies made in Hungary. And my my favorite Netflix show was made in Hungary, uh, The Last Kingdom. Anyone ever seen that? I love that show. I can't wait for season four to come out. It's about when the when the uh, man's getting off track, but when the Roman Empire fell, you know we're Anglo-Saxons. We came from, you know, Englandish area. When the Roman Empire fell, the Germanic tribes and and every everybody it was a power grab. It was a land grab, and everybody was after the Anglo-Saxons. And the Anglo-Saxons like kept everyone at bay, and it ended up being England, which ended up being America. So it's like our early history. As, as Anglo-Saxons, our English language came from those guys. So it's a really cool show that they get into some of that. The Last Kingdom. Yeah, it's really cool. So if you want to know about the Roman Empire and their and their influence on on England, France, where you came from, your early early ancestors, because I'm sure it's very true. All right, the next guy. So now we're going to leave the Soviet bloc. The next couple missionaries are closer to home. Hispanola, which is actually this island here. This is the island that Christopher Columbus, when he sailed the ocean blue 1492, he actually landed on this island uh, and named it Hispanola. He was from Spain, you know, Hispanic, so that's where it gets its name. It's an island. Uh, Columbus discovered it. It has since been broken into two countries, and those are the next two we're going to talk about, which would be the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Haiti. Those are the two countries that are on Hispanola. Uh, Steve mentioned Jamaica. It's over here. This is where Bob Weston, you remember he died last summer. He was our he was our man in Jamaica, and he's been to this church many times. We've sent Bibles here, and uh, so he was he was a good guy. He's missed. So this Jamaica, this is the the next block we're going to talk about. These two countries, Dominican Republic and Haiti, and they're very um, they're very different countries. So let, let's on your handout on the next page. I've got the first guy. It's Lee, Heather, and Bethany Carter. You may remember Lee Carter. He was here. I don't know if it's a vision conference or he was here within the last year. Just an awesome evangelist. I mean, he tells everybody about the Lord. He just, if he, you know, he, he just, it just comes out of his mouth every time he opens his mouth. It's really cool. He's a real inspiration. He's from the South. He's from one of the churches. He's from Joel McCaig's church. He's from one of the churches in the Living Faith Fellowship, which a lot of these missionaries are. Uh, they are kind of in the same boat as Kale and 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 uh, 
what's it, Mike, yes, going to Boston. They're raising money to go there full time, except he has almost got it all. I think he's going to be leaving here before too long, the Carters. Um, so he'll be living in the Dominican Republic. So it's one island, two different countries, and that's why I kind of put a contrast to the two, because they're very different. The Dominican Republic, where Lee Carter is going, is the, the better, wealthier side. Uh, mostly Catholic. It's been under French and Spain influence for hundreds of years, so it's more advanced. So it's more wealthy. It's uh, They have a high literacy rate. Um, mostly Hispanic folks live there. They've got a reliable infrastructure with electricity and stuff. Mortality's low. low. I mean, HIV, it's a pretty good place to live. Contrasting that with the other side of the island, this would be the other side of the tracks, is, is Haiti, or Haiti. Their main religion is voodoo. Um, they're one of the poorest countries in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, low literacy rate, they're mostly black. This, this island here was one of the key islands during the slave trade. Uh, you know, bringing up the, the slaves from Africa. So a lot of them have settled on this side of the island. And that's where a lot of their ancestors were, were former slaves or from the slave trade. High mortality rate. It's just a bleak, bad place. And this is where the next missionary we're going to talk about. But So Haiti's not so much, not, not too good. Dominican. Well, you know, that's, and that's interesting because I don't know if you remember, they had a bad earthquake yeah. a few years ago. And, uh, you know, Pat Robertson is always one of the first to say something about things. And he really talked about how this could be the judgment from God because of their, their wickedness and their voodoo. And, you know, everybody was up in arms. How could Pat say that? But, you know, he's got a point. Some of these countries that are just anti-God, um, they have a lot of bad things happen to them. I mean, good countries do too, but God did do things like that in the Bible. So, anyway, yeah, they had a big, big bad earthquake. So those are the two countries on that island of Hispanola. It's Lee and his wife Heather there. Um discovered by Columbus. Columbus is buried there in the Dominican Republic. This is the Dominican side is where Lee is going. He's going to the good side. Better side. More more western. Um, okay. So that was that was Lee. I don't have a whole lot about Lee. He's not on He's not on social media as much. He's probably out busy talking to people, winning people to Christ. I mean, this guy's really forward. He does have an interesting, uh, on your paragraph about Lee, he's got an interesting method to sign up for his newsletters where you text the word pray to the number there and it'll sign you up for his newsletters, which is pretty cool. And then he's got the Carter's Carter Facebook page where he keeps a lot of good pictures. All right, so that's Lee Carter. The last one we're going to talk about today is Terry and Carolyn Rutan. Out of, and they're in they're in Haiti, <laughs> Haiti. They're way up here on the point. Yeah, Haiti, Haiti. Now, one thing cool with these people, there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, these guys are ministering in a rough area. I mean, you know, we just I just showed you the slide. Haiti is kind of the armpit of the Western Hemisphere. 
they are from Warsaw, which is cool. They're from they are sent out of a church in Warsaw, and uh, they occasionally come back, and then she'll do book signings in Clinton. And they were actually here, I think, like a Christmas or two ago. Um, and I didn't go. And now you know. Now I wish I would have. So now when they come back, I'm definitely going because they. They are ministering in a very hard area. When you think of just the missionaries just slugging it out and just poverty and all this kind of stuff, it's these two. They're really, they're really doing a good work down there. One thing Carolyn said was where they go, the point where they go, yeah. there really is no way to get there that they make a way when they, you know, they have to work their way up to where they are. Really? Yeah. Well, that that makes sense because in her prayer requests, almost every newsletter, she brings up transportation. Yeah. One of their big needs is gas, and and it's hard for them to get around. Yeah. So there's no good roads up to here. Okay. They make their own roads, paths, I guess. So do they take boats and stuff? You think, or no, did she say they, just they they travel, but they you know they walk and they find ways to get up. It's not just a one-way street. Yeah. They just don't have a road. Hmm. Uh, that makes sense, because they say they need... And they have a big prison ministry. I did read about that. Uh, yeah, Kevin? I was kind of looking at the, the earthquake. It was down there in the lower little peninsula, like right in the middle. Down here? Yeah, a little bit further over. And mm-hmm. it complete, looks like it completely missed the Dominican Republic. I mean, it kind of just like... Yeah. In right there. What a quinky ding. Which but yeah, it's uh, it's cool and stuff like that happens. But uh, yeah, they've got a lot of pictures. They do have some websites. They, they don't appear to update them very often. I imagine their internet and infrastructure is not too good in Haiti. But they have what they call it their Psalm 133 ministry, which that's the verse there. 133:1 how it starts out is how it's good for people to work in unity. You know for. For the Lord, uh, passing out Bibles. You know they have kind of a blankets quilt ministry, like Pradeep does. Uh, they just do a lot of good things with starting churches and and helping the social needs of the people down there. Um, yeah, here's some more things about Haiti. It's just so sad. I mean, it's mostly voodoo down there. It's one of the poorest countries. Most of the people they work with are descendants from the slaves. Hardly any of the kids go to school. Cockfighting is a popular sport. Uh, I used to have some fighting roosters, so that's a, that's a brutal. Um, it's, oh, yeah, this is sad. It's a hub for drug and, and trafficking, especially with young girls and kids. And uh, It's a very corrupt country, yeah, and then the big earthquake. So it's just, man, they're in a tough place down there. Um, so I, you know, kudos to them for being obedient. So that kind of wraps up them. I, uh, I did put some of their social media stuff in your handout. They've got a Psalm 133 page and um, things like that. So anyway, I, I, I give kudos to the Holy Spirit, which is working for you. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, for them or yeah, for them. Kudos to the Holy Spirit. Oh, well, yeah, I found Steve before class. Um, you know, I know we support missionaries, HBF, 
and I see some of their names. And they, you know, we've got a little case out here on the wall. We've got pictures of them. But I, you know, I it it has benefited me personally so much just really studying these people. These are just some, just great people, and sometimes I'm so convicted studying these people that I just have to stop because I'm not near as obedient as these people are. Wow. I'm doing what I can. And all of us should do what we can in our sphere of influence. And huh you're being selfless right now no I'm selfless no I just I feel bad sometimes and, and all of us would when you read and really study these people they're giving up so much to help the the poor and the unreached and so um, it's been good so hopefully you guys are learning more about them so now when they come and you'll want to come and hear them and you'll recognize their names and things like that sorry that's that we only have a few left we'll cover them next week so that's it. That's it for me. You wanna... well, Jim, I'm going to let you close. I've got to meet somebody out here real quick. But uh, I know those Houghtons that he mentioned there at the last, uh, they're not really from our fellowship of churches. And I don't know, I don't know exactly how we got in contact with it, but I know Brian's like, you know, they're not like minded with us in some ways, like discipleship and some of the things we do. But he, he he just speaks so highly of these people that their heart they're really doing a good work here and uh, so Brian always speaks very highly of the Houghtons and so when you do see him and I think I met him once uh, I think she came maybe in the classrooms when I was teaching one time with the kids or something but anyway uh, any other thoughts or questions this morning I think all of these would be so happy so grateful to hear from us just a brief yeah. you know praying for you yeah Jim gave us all their information I thought of that how we can impact missions as a class I know Pat's part of a, a prayer team uh, for the Clinton folks so that's kind of partly why we're going to Clinton just to have as a group you know that's how you get to know people that's when we minister together God I don't I don't know if you really ever thought about it. I mean, we have the congregation at 1030, and now we have oh, our class here at, you know, 9 o'clock. So this this is kind of a way of making a bigger church smaller, right? So we know each other more than we know some of the people in the mm-hmm. big congregation, but it's really when you minister together, that's, that's another level of getting to know people. So that's kind of why we... So, so we do have kind of ministry groups and ministry teams, and so that's kind of why I want to do it. I want to get to know you all better and vice versa. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know how practically, uh, Pam, that we can, uh, I mean, we can hopefully see some of them at the mission conference here. Well, we, they, get, they give us their contact information, you know, the email or a text or a you know, message on Facebook. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm talking about is to gotcha. just say, hey, yeah. you know, we know you're out there. Yeah. yeah. Our church prays. Well, that's kind of what I did with the Howies when I seen they posted something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Howies in Romania. That's where I started. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Uh, I'm closing. I'm closing. I'll let, I'll let you close and I'm going to step out.
step out for the All right. Lord, I do thank you again for the time we've had to study and just uh, just pray that you'd be edified in everything we do and say, Lord, and just thank you for these people that are out in the field and pray for us, Lord, as we uh, go to our mission work tomorrow at work or with our friends and family or wherever we go, Lord, let us always remember that we are sent ones and we have a message that needs to get out. And I want to pray ahead of time for the service this morning that... Uh, you prepare the hearts of the ones that are going to hear Brian and just pray that uh, some souls will be saved and just thank you again for the time you've given us and bring us back next week. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All righty.